0: This goes too for relationships. If you're codependent, you'll find that you are you end up in the relationships with the very people that you know are just not what you envisioned or what you wanted, but you can't seem to leave the situation. You just feel Hey girl, hey, and welcome to the Self-Love Fix podcast where we get relatable, we share tea, and we support each other on this journey of self-love, self-worth personal development, self-esteem, and self-care. Because why wait until it's too late to start becoming the best version of ourselves? Let's start today. And I'm your host, Beatrice. So let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another week of the Self Love Fix podcast. I'm your host Beatrice and this week is the start of a new month. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it is now October 2019. So because it is a new month, I have a new book recommendation. Okay, so this month's book recommendation is... Complex PTSD um, from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. So, on the cover of this book, it says it's a guide and map for recovering from childhood trauma. And Pete Walker is a licensed uh, psychotherapist based out of um, the Bay Area, right here in California. So The reason I'm recommending this book is because this week we're going to be talking about codependency, and codependency usually happens to people when they are raised um, in a situation where they're exposed to trauma, specifically childhood trauma, and so this book, what it talks about is this idea or this concept of complex PTSD. It's um, thought that complex PTSD is something that people or children or adult children of um, that have experienced um, emotional abuse go through similar to PTSD as we all know it, but it's it, it's a little bit different um, in the way it manifests. So it's really great if you are somebody who is on a recovery journey from codependency and learning how to love yourself, and, but you're finding that you have triggers, and when I say triggers, I mean like you find yourself randomly getting flashbacks to um, painful memories of your childhood, or painful memories of certain moments of abuse. Um, he just really goes into how to deal with the triggers, how to what are the origins of the triggers, what are the different personality types of people who grew up um, in childhood trauma, whether it's, you had a narcissistic parent, you had a parent with some kind of personality disorder, or they were just emotionally unavailable or emotionally distant. He talks about like the different stereotypes and the different reactivity or reactive responses to the trauma. It's so good. It's just really good, especially if you're going through those traumas. I mean, triggers to help you understand how to cope um, with the, really just like the psychological aspect of it. So, (laughs) um yeah that's the book of the month again it's called c ptsd or complex ptsd from surviving to thriving by pete walker it's a really good book in other news if you haven't already heard on instagram or through an email if you're on the email list i have recently opened up appointment times for one-on-one like guidance sessions or advice sessions because just because I've been getting a lot of um, questions that are and I always welcome questions questions are great if they're really general questions I try to either put them on somewhere on Instagram um, or put them on the podcast sometimes or I'll just address it right there if it's Uh, you know, super general, quick question. But for those of you who sometimes slide in the DMs or the emails with uh, lengthier questions that are more personal and um, require like, I guess, more um, input and background information, I've decided to open up like 15 and 30 minute sessions. um, And I'll have a link below in the uh, description box so that you can get access to that. And if you can't get access to it from the link below, it's going to be on the Instagram page as well. Again, it's like a one-on-one appointment kind of thing if you're looking for just some more guidance or advice on some sort of um, personal question that has to do with maybe codependency or narcissistic um, recovery or relationships or self-love, things that have to do with basically what I talk about on here, but just more pertaining to you. Yeah, there's appointments available and you can find your slot and it'll be over Skype. And then I can talk to you face-to-face. How cool is that? So that's the announcement I have. And the last announcement is that I recently started an Instagram Live. It was super impromptu. Otherwise, I would have said it on um, the podcast. But there was an Instagram Live this past Sunday where we talked about expectations uh, versus non-negotiables or preferences in relationships so that was a really fun little 30 minute live and I'm thinking about doing weekly lives. so if you're not following um, us over at the self-love fix on Instagram you totally should so that way you don't miss next time's Instagram live hopefully they're going to be happening on the weekends so look out for that So by now, I'm sure you're like, okay, let's get to the topic. This sounds really interesting. I want to know about codependency. So this week, we're talking about codependency. Um, And the reason why we're talking about codependency is because it pertains to self-love and self-worth in more ways than one. Um, A lot of us have heard about codependency. If you haven't, codependency is... In short, codependency is um, a mix of lack of self-love combined with an, like an addiction to people and an addiction to uh, love, like receiving love from other people. So it, and definitely do a Google search to learn more about it. It's not like it's a actual psychological diagnosis or anything like that. It just describes somebody who, you know, is a people pleaser, is having a lot of difficulty loving themselves as a result of experiencing some kind of trauma. So that's um, the key part there is uh, experiencing some kind of trauma. So what I want to point is that codependency is on a spectrum. So... Before I get into the spectrum part, the opposite, most people would say the opposite of codependency is narcissism, right? So that's, so codependency is one extreme, narcissism is the other extreme. And a lot of us who are familiar with those terms tend to think of narcissists as being totally separate from codependence and codependence being totally separate from narcissists. But what it is, is that the two exist, I believe anyway, that the two exist on a spectrum. When we think about the sense of self, the one end, one end of extreme is codependency the other end of extreme is narcissism but people who were given the chance to um, develop a healthy sense of self are right smack dab in the middle and the reason i say this is because it's not like we if if you have a healthy sense of self it's not like you don't have some of the aspects i'm going to talk about um as the 10 signs of codependency it's not like you don't um you've never experienced them it's that you experience them at a much lower, you know, frequency than somebody who is codependent. Likewise, if you know somebody who is narcissist, um, it's not like you've never experienced anything that a narcissist experiences, It's, it's just that you experience it at a much lower frequency. So you're just like, if you have a healthy sense of self, you're right there in the normal range type thing. And I also want to be clear when I say narcissist, I'm not talking about people with actual like diagnosed with the actual disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. I'm just talking about narcissistic traits. This whole um, this whole podcast, we're just talking about codependent traits and narcissistic traits, that kind of a thing, as opposed to like an actual diagnosis or because that's getting into the psychological world. We're just talking about traits here. So let me give an example to make it a little clear. For example, one of the signs of being codependent is um caring what other people think, right? But people who have a healthy sense of self, sometimes they might care what other people think. But when we're talking about codependence now, codependence have an extreme sort of reaction and response to what um, people might say about them or what people think about them as opposed to somebody with a healthier sense of self. They might care, but it's not the same. That's what I mean by it exists on a spectrum. Okay. That being said, let's get into the top 10 signs that you may be codependent. Okay, so the first sign is having difficulty being single slash staying alone. This is a huge theme in codependency. And actually, most codependent people don't recognize that they have trouble staying alone or being alone until it comes to actually being alone. So it's like um, when you're not in a relationship for or when codependents aren't in a relationship for a long period of time, there's this sense of almost panic. There's a sense of just like, I have to be with someone. Let me just find someone, anyone. And also if you're like if you're codependent and let's say you have a group of people um, and you're just at a party or a gathering of sorts and... Say you came with your friends, but your friends are, you know, maybe going off talking to other people or being on their phone or something. If you're a codependent, you might have a difficult time doing your own thing or finding more people to talk to or things like that. It's just kind of this thing of like, let me cling on to like whoever's around and just stay near them. So, again, number one was difficulty staying alone or being uh, not being in relationships. And then number two is people-pleasing and this one can go into so many different directions so with people-pleasing it could be just having like unwavering loyalty to people who literally don't even treat you well Um, they may not show up for you in the way that you hope that they would show up for you but you show up for them the way that you would hope that they would show up for you and you just for whatever reason you feel like you just you have to do it and you feel like you need to even though you know they're no good for you or they don't treat you well, like you feel like you just need to stick by them. Like you just have this loyalty to them. This goes too for relationships. If you're codependent you'll find that you are you end up in the relationships with the very people that you know are just not what you envisioned or what you wanted, but you can't seem to leave the situation. You just feel sort of like you're stuck and you feel like you can make it better you feel like it's you know if you do if you act the way that they want you to act if you just give in that they'll you know they'll stick by you and they'll become who you want them to become and then of course there's just that thing of you just with when it comes to people pleasing you just say yes when you mean no and no when you mean yes because you kind of get this inkling like this feeling that Oh my gosh! If I say yes or if I say no, it's I. I can tell that they're gonna be upset with me, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say yes even though I don't want to, or I'm gonna say no even though I don't want to because I can tell. Like I have some kind of like inner sense that if I don't or if I do, they're gonna be upset with me. So to you, if you're a codependent, it makes more sense to kind of um, neglect your own feelings and your own desires because you hold that person's um views or what they want at a higher like on a higher pedestal than you do your own okay so number three is that you are highly empathic so if you don't know what empathic means or i should say highly sensitive person that's probably the one that's the term that's more used is the highly sensitive person as opposed to empathic um Empath, if you don't know what that means, um, I think it comes from the word empathetic. But um, when we say empath, I think it's more of a spiritual term. It just means somebody who's able to feel other people's feelings. That's the short term definition. And then highly sensitive person, I think it's a term that Dr. Elaine N. Aaron came up with. She wrote the book, Highly Sensitive, The Highly Sensitive Person. Um, it's a good book if you're interested in um, learning more about what it means to be a highly sensitive person. But in short, it just means somebody who is highly attuned to what other people are feeling um, to the point where you can tell when somebody needs a blanket, when somebody needs um, to AC turned down. You're just highly tuned into what other people need to the point where you are asking them before they ask you kind of a thing. You might even pride yourself with this. A lot of codependents do that. They pride themselves with knowing exactly how, what other people need and when they need it. Um, and sometimes it's not even what other people need and when they need it, it's just how they're feeling. Like a lot of codependents are, can tell when somebody is upset, um, even though they're not expressing verbally that they're upset or that they're hap- like, well, happy. I think everybody can tell when somebody's happy, but I just mean when the mood changes. A lot of codependents are super sensitive to when somebody's mood changes. So it's like, you could be talking to somebody and then their mood switches and they have more of, you feel like they're angry. They're not telling you that they're angry, but you you feel like they are. Um, You might, if you're a codependent, say like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Like, are you upset? Um, And so it's that kind of a thing. Just being able to tell really just shifts in energy. I think I personally feel like it's just Being able to tell shifts in energy. Um, The only problem is when it comes to being codependent, um, a lot of times there's difficulty in regulating that. Difficulty like being able to still be okay while somebody, while experiencing that somebody else has a change or shift in their mood. Which leads me to my next um, point, um, number four, for how to tell if you may be codependent and again the last one was being highly empathic or a highly sensitive person so this one is that your moods depend upon your environment and that's just piggybacking off of the last one because again when you're codependent like if (laughs) people around you are not happy you're not happy if they change from being happy to being upset you start to feel panicky you start to feel just like what's going on what and you could have been really happy and then out of nowhere now you're really upset so your mood is um i don't want to say unstable i don't want to use that word but it's more just like it fluctuates really easily between uh, depending upon how other people around you feel so there's um difficulty stabilizing your own um energy or your own feelings and moods And there is a podcast, actually, um, that I've done earlier about this called Maintaining and Protecting Your Energy, if you're interested in more of that discussion. Um, But yeah, that's a super, um, that's something that really, really is like a, almost like a mark of a codependent, I would say, is having difficulty just knowing your own, um, having your own mood and your own um, energy and sticking with it, even though other people's around you changes. Okay. And then number five, which actually I think piggybacks off this one too, is feeling responsible for other people's feelings, which I also did a podcast on this about, um, I think it's two episodes back now. Um, So when you, if you're codependent and you feel like your mood shifts when other people's moods shift, you'll also feel responsible for that shift. So if, You're chatting with someone, everything's good, hunky-dory, and out of nowhere, they get upset. Maybe um, they feel some type of way because of something you said. Again, not your fault, but they are just upset about it, and they don't communicate to you about that, but they just have a change in mood. You're going to feel like, oh, it's something I said. Oh, no, it's something I did. So there's this overthinking that goes on um, in your head, and you're just like trying to figure out how you can make it better because you're noticing there's a change Um, in somebody else's mood and you're like okay I have to do something to make it better to make them feel better this is my responsibility right you may even get to the place where you like regret things you've said or things you've done even though it's it's what you believe or it's what you think and feel you might get to the place where you regret it and you take it back because you feel like it's your duty to make somebody else feel better if they don't if they're not happy with it um like visibly like if their mood shifts again they're most likely, not even communicating it to you. But even if they do communicate it to you, you still feel like you still feel like, oh, it's my fault. Like I have to do something to make it better. Okay, so number six, the next one is a biggie. Um, this one is apologizing frequently, um, even and especially if someone else did something wrong. So this kind of ties in to feeling responsible for other people's feelings. So if you're codependent, you likely have very big fear that if you don't apologize. To someone um you know even if they did something wrong like if they're threatening to like um no longer be your friend or your partner or something like that um you feel like you have to apologize because you're afraid they're going to leave you um and even if you know that like they did something um I don't want to say they did something wrong but you know even if you know you didn't you weren't in the wrong you're going to feel like you need to apologize cuz in your mind your thing is like i don't care if i have to apologize as long as it fixes it i need to fix this that's like the the main mindset of a codependent is i have to fix things so whether i have to apologize even if i don't get my side of the story heard i'm going to apologize because i need to fix this that's that's really where the over apologizing comes from and it could even just look like you know, somebody bumps into you and you say sorry, or, you know, you're starting off conversations by saying sorry, when, when you want to speak, it's like, sorry, I just have to say this, or, you know, it's just this constant need to apologize, like as if you, what you have to say, or what you're bringing up, isn't um, okay, and that you have to make an excuse for it, you have to modify it, that's like a really big uh, thing with codependency. I think uh, when, I I like to call myself a former codependent and I think that was my biggest struggle like I remember even as like a young kid like I would have little friends like in the third grade maybe that (laughs) that would um they just were not great friends and they would hurt my feelings but like they would be like I don't want to be your friend anymore or something and I would just I'd feel so afraid to lose them that I would be like I'm sorry I'm sorry and I didn't even know what I was apologizing for I just knew that if I didn't say sorry they were just gonna walk away I mean that's how bad it gets it's it's pretty it's so unfortunate but when you're codependent you're just you're more concerned with again like I said earlier it's um it's almost like an addiction to love receiving love from other people or addiction to People, it's like you need people around you to be okay to feel okay. So number seven is having guilt and shame. So this could look like um, internally having guilt and shame. You know when um, other people have things to say about you, just inter- your internal dialogue looks like why did I say that? Why did I do that? Oh my gosh! Like they're right. I'm this. I'm that. It's just a lot of negative self talk, and then um, just shaming yourself the way that somebody else shames you. So a lot of um, what being codependent looks like is viewing yourself through the lens of other people as opposed to having your own view of yourself. So if somebody says that you're annoying, you think you're annoying. If somebody says that you um, are not good with your money, you're like, I'm not good with my money. You don't really have that sort of baseline view of yourself, basically. So everything you think about yourself comes from other people especially when it comes to guilt and shame you readily readily take the guilt and shame on it gets to the point where you you could you might could know that you don't actually you aren't what somebody else says that you are but because you hold somebody else's opinion much higher than your own, you might like, it might sit in your brain and you'll sit on it. Like, you know what? Maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I do. Maybe I am a little annoying. What about that time when I did this, that, or the third? Maybe that was annoying. Oh, I guess I am. Like it's that kind of a thing. Um, it's, it's really just holding somebody else's opinion higher than your own and then taking on that guilt and shame. So number eight is actually going to be being really reactive, or I should just say being reactive. And this kind of piggybacks, I think everything is piggybacking off of each other, but this piggybacks off of the guilt and shame. So what happens is when we feel guilt or shame, when we're codependents, um, we either, we react one of two ways. We either don't react um, externally and we react internally with a bunch of negative self-talk and we kind of shut down with other people um maybe cry you know shed a couple tears because you're just like your feelings are hurt or you're gonna be reactive most codependents at some point get reactive that means you know if somebody says um you're annoying (laughs) you're you're gonna be like i don't know what you're talking about no i'm not i'm and then you're gonna try to convince this person why you're not annoying and just like lash out or if somebody says like you know um You overthink too much. You lash out. That was something that actually happened to me. Um, A group of my friends were trying to tell me like I don't even they weren't even saying it in a mean way they were just like I think you really overthink things like they weren't trying to um criticize me they were just really pointing out something but at the time I was super super codependent and I took it so personally I like lashed out at them I was like I don't know what you're talking about this is how I am this is who I am you should accept me how I am kind of a thing and they were just like well we're never ever bringing that up to you again okay um moving along but it's like Yeah. It's like that thing of like the need to protect yourself, the need to protect really what it is, is the ego. Um, when it comes to codependency, the ego is underdeveloped. So when we're talking about narcissism, the opposite of codependency, the ego is overdeveloped. So when your ego is underdeveloped, um, it can cause you to just kind of also react because we know narcissists, right? They react outlandish like that. They're super reactive. Um, but if you're familiar with narcissists, but um, Codependents can do the same thing, too, because it's an attempt to try and, you know, mend together and fix the ego that they they barely have formed, really, is what it comes down to. The reactivity might even come along, um, and it's actually, it especially comes along when it comes to belief systems or values, things like that. If somebody doesn't share a belief system with you or a value with you, um, you might lash out at them. Like, it could literally be something like... Um, Somebody with a different political party, and I know that's a sensitive topic. We're not going to get there. We're not going to go there. We're just not. Because everybody has different political views, whether it's environment, like when it comes to the environment or it comes to um, money or things like that, right? Let's just go there. Um, so, like if you have a certain view about money um, and how it works in the economy, and you hold by you stand by that. Um, if you come in contact with somebody who has a completely different view of that, you and they express that to you, you might get really reactive and you might get upset because you feel like what when they're disagreeing with um your belief or your view of politics, they're disagreeing with you. That's what you feel like you feel like it's a personal attack. So that's a super codependent thing. I'm not saying like <laughs> that they're right, um, uh, and you're wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying that like Um, somebody who has a healthy sense of self, they'd be able to be like, uh, I don't agree with you, but okay. I can see that uh, I can honor that you have your own view. Like you have your own view about how money works in this economy. Whereas if you're codependent, it's like, rah, 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 like I'm right. You're wrong. How, like, how dare you think money should be spent this way in the economy and that kind of a thing. So, um, it's just like, you really take it personal because again, you feel like that person's attacking you again. Codependency is an under Developed or being codependent means you have an underdeveloped ego, so you're trying to hold on to whatever little ego that you have. Okay, so being reactive was eight, and then for uh, number nine, it's wanting to be liked above everything. Um, So it it means again, that can mean staying in toxic relationships because you want so badly, like you just want to be seen, you just want to be heard. Codependents, a lot of times, we're not seen and heard in their childhood so um, if they get any bit of attention um, whether it's you know from a toxic person or from whoever it's just you want to hang on to that as much as possible because of having been starved really of being shown attention and affection while you were growing up so being well liked is important to you if you're a codependent you might even feel you might even notice you know you might think that if maybe your friends aren't talking to you as much as they normally do or your partner isn't hitting you up, <laughs> you know, every, I don't know how often, as much as they normally do, you might feel like, oh my gosh, they are pulling away. They're pulling away. They're going to leave me. They don't like me anymore. I've done something. Um, there's just this constant fear of people not liking you and, uh, coupled with what can I do to keep people liking me? So there's really just this uh, I don't want to say obsession, but there's a it's a big priority for codependents to be well-liked. And it's um, a lot of codependents put their energy towards trying to be well-liked, whether that looks like adopting opinions that other people that they admire hold um, or whether it looks like downplaying their own views beliefs or ways of looking at things so that other people can like them that's really what it comes down to that's what um codependents care about Um, and if you're codependent you might even notice like it's important to you to be friends with people who are well liked or maybe even well known because you want to be around that energy because really your hope is that if you're around people like that then people will like you too just like the way they like them so it's really just an outward focus on um, other people and do they like me do they care about me kind of a thing okay and now we've finally made it to number 10 of the 10 signs that you may be codependent Um, So the 10th one is trouble identifying and communicating feelings. So if you're codependent, you may find that if somebody asks you, what do you want or what are you feeling right now? You might not know, like you may think you can explain it, but when it comes to actually like expressing it verbally, you may feel stumped. You're just like, oh my God, what do I feel like? Say you're in a relationship with somebody and, you know, you're realizing you're upset like most codependents know when they're upset they know when they're ticked off but they don't know exactly how to express that to someone or they don't know exactly where it's coming from so you might find that you're if you you're in a relationship and you get upset with your partner like when it comes down to actually explaining what it is that's bothering you you might draw a blank You really might draw a blank because you're not exactly sure. You just know that you're upset, but you don't know how to express that. That's a huge thing um, with codependency. Usually the reason for not knowing how to express why you're upset when it comes to being codependent is because of fear of what is going to happen if you actually express it, coupled with um, not being shown when you were growing up how to identify how you feel or being just having your feelings dismissed so if your feelings are repeatedly dismissed or you weren't actually shown how um to know what you feel uh or how to be in touch with your feelings you're just gonna be like um (laughs) what's going on like I just I feel in my body that I feel angry but uh Well, I don't know what to do with it or I don't know how to express it. And on top of that, most codependents don't usually have a range of emotions. It's usually just you're really, really angry or you're maybe content or you're happy. But like it's not really distinguished I guess distinguished emotions like feeling uncomfortable, feeling joyful, feeling elated, you know, having those kind of like specific I mean, verbs, (laughs) specific adjectives to describe how you feel. Most codependents would have trouble using specific adjectives. They might just know that they're either angry or not angry um, or that they feel content or they're fine. They're not bothered. It's just, again, because not having, that's because of not having that sort of um, upbringing where you learn that there's, you know, it's okay to have a range of emotions, that's usually the reason why codependents are just stumped when it comes to identifying feelings and then communicating them. Like, I remember for myself, like, uh, I once had this boss, I think when I was, like, working at Jamba Juice or something, like, way back in my college days. I'm saying way back, like, it was a long time ago. It really wasn't a long time ago, but, um, and my manager asked, like, are you okay with going over all these training lessons today or do you want to go over them tomorrow kind of a thing um, and I remember just thinking to myself I don't know like I don't know am I okay with going over it all now like am I or would I what would I instead want to go over it tomorrow I mean That is what being codependent is. It's like literally somebody's just asking you, how do you feel about um, doing this task? And you're like, I don't know. How do I feel about doing this task? And you could sit there, if you're a true codependent, you could sit there for five minutes if they let you, just wondering, I don't know, because you don't know how you feel, because you're not tuned in to how you feel. And again, it's not your fault. This is like a thing that happens with your upbringing. If you're feelings are dismissed over and over again or nobody's accounting for your feelings or helping you navigate them you're not going to know what to do with them or how to process them kind of a thing there is hope though there is hope because like I said I was the type of person who didn't (laughs) couldn't be able to tell if she wanted to do some extra training lessons or whatever at work one day or pick it up the next day like I went from that to now like um like at my current job it's really easy for me to make those kind of decisions like I'll have one of my managers maybe ask me like, oh, would you prefer to do uh, go through this task today or tomorrow or um, how do you feel about doing this? And I now because I'm more in tune with myself, I'm able to just be like, oh, no, um, I'll, I'd rather do that tomorrow. I'll, I'll get it done tomorrow kind of a thing without thinking twice about it. So it's there is hope like I want to make that clear. I think with being codependent, there's just this thing of or fear of just like am I going to be like this forever or this thought like I'm never going to I'm never going to get better I'm never going to improve but you will you can it's it's very possible if I did it you can do it that I mean if I did it you can do it if only you knew who I used to be kind of a thing and I try to give glimpses every now and again but (laughs) if I can do it you can do it so if you went through all of these different signs, and again, I'll go over them. Um, so the first one was difficulty staying alone or being out of relationships. Second one was people pleasing. Um, third one was being highly empathic or highly sensitive person. Fourth one was um, your mood is dependent upon your environment or changes as your environment changes or as other people's moods change. Number five was feeling responsible for other people's feelings. And number six was um, apologizing frequently even and especially if someone else did something wrong. Number seven was um, having guilt and shame. Number eight was reactivity or being really reactive um, to other people, number nine was wanting to be liked above everything and number ten was trouble identifying and communicating feelings. So if you um find yourself with the majority of these or all of them and you're thinking, I may actually just be codependent, what do I do now? Yeah, you're in good company because this was me um not too long ago. (laughs) This was also me not too long ago. I was like, what me codependent? This is great because I figured it out like what's what's been wrong or what was going on with me, but also how do, where do I go from here, right? So first, just take a deep breath. It's all okay. There's no rush. I always say learning to love yourself is a journey for a reason because it takes time. These things do take time. So remember that first thing. Second, I would say meditation definitely try meditation I say this all the time but it really does help with healing like the inner child so um and getting to know what exactly is going on um like in your subconscious mind really which is where all of these things that you learned about being codependent lie so I would definitely do meditation. And then thirdly, I would definitely, I always say this journal, I would journal just the things that you've noticed, like everything I've went through in this podcast, like I would um, maybe journal how it applies to you, like how each one of the signs, I guess, how you've seen it in your life and just kind of really just writing it down and having that awareness helps a lot. It's like a I would say it's the first step is just being aware of how this applies in your own life and just thinking, Oh, oh wait, maybe I do people please. I noticed that I always do X, Y, and Z. But I would just say do it from a non judgmental point of view. Not don't be like, Oh, I'm such a people pleaser, I'm so annoying. Just more like be like, Oh, okay, you know what? I do sometimes people please and I've done it in this way. Just like a neutral. Do it all neutrally. Don't give yourself any more shame. And lastly, I would say definitely um, talk to someone about this. I know with me, uh, there was no way I could have done this if I didn't have um, like a therapist and I had like a life coach as well. Like there's no way I could have done it. I just, I needed to have somebody to talk to, to be able to, who, somebody who could talk back to me and help affirm and validate what I was going through at the same time, give me some sort of help, some sort of guidance, some sort of direction, because I didn't have it on my own. That's the thing. I was never, um, again, like as somebody who was codependent, like I never knew where, like, I just didn't have the tools. And I believe that we all have the tools within us to be able to navigate this life, but we need, sometimes we need some help to awaken us to that—that's what I mean—is I needed somebody to point me in that direction to how can I pull this out of myself. So, if it's something you can do, I totally recommend that. And I'm someone like I said earlier in the podcast that you can come to too. Um, like I said, I have a link in the description box below for. Um, having a guidance session, advice slash guidance session. Um, yeah. And I can be somebody that can help you help assist you with that. If that's what you're looking for. Otherwise, if there's someone else that you want to go to, I would recommend that too. The main thing here is just have someone that can help guide you on this journey because it's really, really hard to do it by yourself. I didn't even do it by myself. I just, I don't think I could have. Um, So that is what I would recommend, um, if you're finding that maybe I, you are, um, codependent or you have some of the codependent traits, I should say. So this podcast was a bit of a longer one, but if you made it this far, I am really proud of you and I'm so glad that you, um, stuck through the whole thing and I hope you discovered something. I hope this helped you and yeah, um, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you for tuning in and I will catch you next time.